Hello, friends, and welcome to Boat 502, your home port for news and information about boating on the Ohio River in and around Louisville, Kentucky. Thanks for joining us, and welcome aboard. Hello, and welcome back to Boat 502. We're here for another episode of Cruising the Ohio with Boat 502. It's been a while since we've done a, uh, a show, so we're excited to be here, and we're very excited tonight to welcome uh, two good friends, two other uh, folks who really enjoy boating on the Ohio and, um, and promoting it and getting more people out there. Rob Profiter, Mike Swicegood, welcome to the show. And, um, you know, as we'd like to get started, I'll, I'll just say tell us a little bit about Boat Owners United, Louisville Chapter. You guys started that. It's got a great following already. And uh, something I enjoy following, I enjoy all the comments. So tell us a little bit about uh, why you got it going, Rob. Uh, right after the boat show, the owner of Boat Owners United, Aaron, came to me and he goes, I know y'all have this great body of water, this great boating community at Louisville. He said, we really need a Louisville chapter. And he said, would you be interested in running it? And I said, um, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. And then... <laughs> started panicking a little bit and saying hold up would <laughs> so, I, what's, what's would, this pay again yeah, yeah. What, what i just sign up for so then i've reached out to swice good and was like can you help me and so uh and it's it's taken off it's uh, got quite a bit of uh people on it now and you know so what are, what are we up to following Did you say three about 350 350? Oh, that's great that's good yeah when rob reached out to me i was excited i said you know yeah this is great you know we can make it informal we can make it fun educational uh and it's really growing so it's I like it. It's it's been good so far. Yeah, what I've loved to see about it is just how many people are engaged. I mean, they you know like somebody you'll post something, you know later on there's ten fifteen comments about it. You know, and and it's not just you know sometimes it's fun stuff, but there's also you know there's things in there to learn. Mm-hmm. That's what I've enjoyed. You know, people sharing ideas. Hey, I need this or that, um, and that's something that you know. Um, you know, we've talked about with another guest of the show from Musco Boating, William Glass, oh, um, that we've talked about for a long time is the need to just get the boating industry locally and the boating community better connected. So I know, William, if you want to comment on that, but um, something we're proud to be doing, too. Yeah, I think I think all of us are coming together in the community to try to promote this stuff uh, further. And we see the benefits of it already. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, you know, the number of boats we're seeing on the river now, the, you know, the just interactions we're seeing out there has been been great um so we all got on the river for different reasons at different times um you know maybe i'll ask you guys a little bit about kind of what's what your history is with boating on the river and how you got started mike i think you've been boating out there for for a little while a couple uh, of years yes about 27 <laughs> years or so uh my dad bought his first boat it was a 1975 25 foot chris craft 1999 and i started boating with him and then he moved up to marinette and he moved up to plucky bomb and I bought my first boat when I was 19, and I've been on the river ever since. I love it. It's convenient, and it's just it's my it's my home. I'm the complete opposite. <laughs> I went out on the river first first time uh, 2019. I had all the misconceptions that most people have of the river. I, I, don't, I grew up in Taylorsville on Taylorsville Lake, so the river was scary to me, and I was I don't know about no river. And went out there one time, fell in love, hooked on it. Two months later, bought my first boat, which was a 19-foot rinker, and then two years later, upgraded. So, <laughs> yeah, you you and I kind of have similar stories. I mean, I grown up boating my whole life, living in Florida, did a lot of bass fishing, did a lot of fishing out on the Gulf, 
moved here thinking, you know, I'm going to keep doing that and did. Uh, did a lot of bass fishing on lakes all around the state. But until 2018, when uh, our, 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 our studio host tonight, Ben Keaton, also of Boat 502, uh, convinced me to go out there. And, um, man, after that, I'm, I'm like you, Rob. It wasn't that long later I found this guy and bought a boat from him uh, over here, uh, William. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the rest is history. And now I'm just, you know, sorry I missed out mm-hmm. on some good years out there. I, you know, one thing we like to ask here is, you know, a lot of folks have maybe some misperceptions about the river, some things they think like, oh, you know, I, I can't go out there. It's just, it's different than going on the lake. It's, you know, it's it's too scary. It's too different. You know, what would you say to somebody like that? You know, Rob, if you want to start. Really, the first thing is you got to respect the river, but it's a normal, it's a normal body of water, just like any other body of water. Um, I'm completely normal and I've been swimming in it for <laughs> four years now so uh, well some people will completely say normal yeah, no, about that. I don't know about that but I, I don't have a third arm or anything like that um, but it's you got to respect the river but there is a lot to do on it uh, you can go to uh, out to eat by boat that's one of our favorite things to do is get off work go get on the boat Go down to Captain's Quarters or Cuttingham's or over to uh, um, the River House, River yeah. House or any of it's those. A good restaurant, yeah. So mm-hmm. um, and call it an evening and, and watch the sunset as you're going back into the dock. And it's a and great. You can time. still go home and sleep in your own bed if you want to. Yeah, it's convenient. Or sleep on the boat. Or sleep or on sleep the on boat. The boat. <laughs> yep. That's right. You don't have that three-hour drive home. Yeah. Yep. And that's one thing I think about you know that I always like to point out about the river. It's you know don't let you know, a lot of things that might get in your way getting out there. There's the misconceptions about what you might find. There's also, oh, well, you know, I don't have a boat that's big enough to get out there. I mean, like you said, you started on a 19-foot rinker. Yeah. The first thing I took out was a two-seater Sea-Doo. Um, you know, I think we've all moved up to some, some larger boats now, and there's benefits to that. But any boat you have can pretty much tie up at any of those restaurants, can take you to either cove and hang out all day. But there's, you know, really aren't that many barriers to being out there. You know, William, I don't know. You know, if you had any thoughts for for people that are, you know, prospective boat owners or wanting to get into it, any any you know misperceptions you might want to quell there for folks or Mike, I know you're into it as well. Well, I mean, actually, the people do, are concerned because they really don't know much about the river. They haven't experienced it a couple times out on the river. That kind of changes. They all, all now they start seeing the potential of travel. You know, we have some nice little small towns just right up river from us. It's you can actually run a boat up and have lunch in Madison, Indiana, which is a beautiful historic town. Yeah, and you can do that in a day. That's yeah. right. A nice day Absolutely, trip. Mike. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me the biggest thing is for new people coming on the river is check the conditions. You know, don't just say, oh, it's a, it's a nice day in, you know, maybe mid-May or early May or late May or even early June, depending on the weather. Check the conditions. Check the water level. Check the, the current. Uh, and it's with technology nowadays. It's very easy to do. Yep. Uh, you can get on your, you can get an app on your phone. Check the McAlpin Lock and Dam. See the water level. Yeah, we link um, to that on Boat Five Hundred Two. <laughs> I know the 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 core does as well. Uh, but yeah, it's easy to find out. You know what the current is, what the the you know what the the height of the gauge is right now, and kind of give you a good idea of what you're uh, you know what you're going to face that day. Yeah, that's, that's what I would say. My biggest thing is for people to just to check the conditions for you. Just oh, it's a nice day on a Saturday afternoon. At, you know, eighty degrees. I'm going to go down and you get to the river and then it may, you know, maybe, you know, running current or may have a little debris or the wind may be blowing out of the southwest and you got a couple waves. Uh, check the conditions. Yeah. And, and, Mike, with that, with the social media now, we've got people that constantly reach out to us going, are you on the river? 
what are the conditions? What does the water look like? Yeah. How's the weather look? And, and we're all a, you know willing to help each other. Yeah, and between all of us, the five of us sitting here, we're, one of us is going to be on the river at some yeah. point that weekend. Right. And I probably mean, able to respond pretty quickly to oh, yeah. this question. I, mean, <laughs> I follow my phone 24-7. I've yeah. responded a bunch in the past month. Hey, you know, wake up on the boat. I'm already out on the river. People go, what's the conditions like? I look out the back door of the boat <laughs> and go, it's nice. There's no debris, no current. No wind, it's nice. Come on so you, down. You can see that from outside your boat in Party Cove? <laughs> well, yeah. Sort of, kind of. <laughs> and a little bit that, that open. Well, <laughs> maybe I'll run the inflatable out and double check before I actually, you know, comment. But Take that wind rating with your finger. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Do uh, pull, pull the Captain Ron. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, if you if you got somebody that's, um, you know, says, oh, you know, I I've, I've saw the page. I, you know, a friend of mine's on there. And I, you know, I've lived here. You know, I thought about getting on the river, but I'm scared. You know, what would what be the kind of the one thing you'd you tell them up front, Mike? If they're scared, I would say, don't be scared of the river, but you have to respect it. Uh, be confident, but also do your homework, do your research, check the conditions before you come out, and then once you get out, just be mindful and you know, be careful and have a good time. I mean, I you know. Yeah, William. What about you? I, I agree. If, when, once when you come out, take it slow. Don't don't blast up and down, running wide open on the boat. Take your time. Take in the experience, and and you can follow the other people. You'll see where they go and anchor, and where the bo- boats kind of uh, transition to, and like the coves and stuff like that. Just follow the other boaters, and you'll be good. Now we've mentioned the cove a few times, and for people who um, you know might be might find the the podcast and want to learn more, let's talk about those a little bit. Maybe some of the places that uh, we all like to go on the river. We've been going for years. You know, obviously there's you know the cruise downtown. You know, just a few miles you know upriver or downriver. I mean, uh, you know, some good options down there. Hopefully, some new restaurants coming along soon. Um, and then you know, tell us about maybe a couple of the coves. I know we've all found ourselves there a few times. I love twelve miles. That's my go-to right now. The Cove seems kind of packed right now with, uh, I guess, the gas, and a lot mm-hmm. of people are going over the Cove. I was there Saturday, so don't get me wrong. I still go to the Cove. <laughs> but 12 Mile seems to be our go-to place right now. Now, if we're staying the night, we'll go up to what they call Grassy yeah. uh, to stay the night um, up there. So it just depends on the day. Now, if we're wanting to swim a lot, we go right over to the Cove. And the, you know, the Cove, I guess, to, to give some people a frame of reference, really, I guess, across from Limestone, or if you're not familiar with that, uh, maybe right at kind of Captain's Quarters, just a restaurant, just a little kind of diagonal down the river, river, so to speak. A little yeah. bit from that, yeah. But speaking on, and I think, William, you'll definitely agree, speaking on the Cove, well, Party Cove or Sand Cove, which is up west, towards Westport, those Cove, like Party Cove, there's spots where it's 65 foot deep. Right. And what I've noticed, why well, I think why a lot of people don't like the cove sometimes is they come over there and they don't understand how deep it is. And even if they have a newer boat with a depth finder, if you've got 150 foot of line and 65 foot of water, if you have any wind at all, you, that's not enough scope. And if it's a good sized boat, you're not going to hook up. And they start drifting and then they, you know, you get boats tying on and tying on. So people need to understand that if you're going to go over to the cove and you're going to anchor out in a good sized boat and have other boats tie up, you better have plenty of line out. You know, yes. I've got 200 foot of chain with a ply anchor, and when I pull in, even if I'm by myself, I bury all of it. I let all of it out. Yeah, and the scope, and, I mean, kind of the rule of thumb is what the, the five to one rule, you know, for when you're doing Five to one for lunch, seven to one for uh, overnighting and storms. Yeah, and yeah, and if it's a bad storm, it's really blowing, they say sometimes 10 to one, but mm-hmm. seven to one around here would be plenty, obviously. And what we're talking there is for every 10 feet of depth, you know, you want 
or what does it say? If you, you know, you Every one foot of water, you yeah. want five foot of line, line out, yeah. Yeah. a road. Yeah. Yep. And um, so that's a big deal. I know that's been a little intimidating, too, you know, when you're going over to the cove and trying to find somewhere, you know, that's shallow enough. Uh, sand cove, I know there's, it keeps growing. Right. Um, now, the sand quarry is an interesting one to me. Um, I know if, if, you know, Mike or William, uh, maybe explain what that is. I mean, it's an active sand quarry. I think mm-hmm. uh, Nugent Sand owns that, I believe. Yep. But they do allow boaters in there throughout the boating season. Or it's a good place. You take it. Uh, yes, that's correct. So the Ohio River is a federal navigable waterway. So if there is a body of water that's off the river, they technically, by law, cannot keep you out of that estuary or whatever you want to call it, or cove. Um, now, that you cannot pull up on land, but since it's a federal federal navigable waterway, they can't keep you out of there. Uh, they'll, they'll post signs, you know, warning signs and danger and all that, but they cannot technically keep you out. So the Cattle Cove, Sand Cove, Cove 22, whatever you want to call it, uh, towards Westport, Bethlehem, Indiana is where it's located. Um, that was started, it was two different separate coves, started by Nugent Sand, It was they're dredging for sand. And then they kept dredging, and they've taken out the meat, the middle part, and it's one gigantic cove now. Which, and I like that cove better. Honestly, it gets bigger, and they have some sandy beaches where if you don't want to anchor, you can pull up. Yeah. And uh, the actual, it's a sandy beach, but it drops off. So even if you have a bigger boat, you don't have to worry about you know your props or your rudders or anything like that. Yeah. And Robin, you say you're going up to 12 mile. Are you anchoring out? Or are you beaching somewhere? Beach, okay. Beaching up gotcha. onto 12 mile. Uh, same thing. It, it don't have as much of a beach. But there is a drop off to where you don't have to worry about your <coughs> motors. And, yeah. and usually, when you're doing that, I know y'all were having a, a conversation about this, I believe, the other day on the on the Facebook page about some about sand stakes. I guess yes. you're putting in, and I believe they have them at Marine Sales and Service. That's what uh, mm-hmm. we were talking about. Yeah, um, yeah, and have sand stakes out and run your lines to it. That way, you don't your boat don't drift off or. Okay. Stays on the beach. Yeah. So the idea is you plant your bow on the beach and you come off your stern uh, at about a 45 degree angle uh, with the lines, and you either time the trees or to these stakes. Mm-hmm. And and once when your bow's planted and you got you got three points of contact, you should stay planted pretty well, unless waves come in or the water comes up. Yeah. That's the general design of beaching. Mm-hmm. Now that, think, that is a thing with 12 mile though is when you're beached on it. The boat traffic that's going past there is pushing you up onto the beaching even more. And sometimes, if you're not careful and you watch, don't watch it, you you could find yourself hard you know, it hard to get back off. Further up than yeah. you planned yeah. on. Yeah. So. yeah. Good. Well, um, you know, I think one of the other things that I've you know have just found both interesting and fun is just some of the stuff there is to do on the river. You know, we talked about the coves a little bit. You know, we've talked about the the restaurants. You know, there's there's been some good music on the river lately too. I know um, we've been enjoying um, going up onto uh, downtown Jeffersonville to their uh, riverfront, mm-hmm. and um, you know that's a pretty good place to, to anchor. I think it's only seven to ten feet foot deep over there, so pretty easy to uh, you know to, to get in and um, have a good spot to, to listen. But I know some others. Yeah, that's uh, the Jeffersonville Waterfront. Uh, they, they do some good concerts on the weekends, Friday and Saturday nights. Uh, they've got decent docks there. Um, there's no water or electric to them. But, I mean, if you get down there in time, it's free to tie up. Uh, and the water's not very deep there, so you can anchor out. We've done that quite a few times. So it's, it's a good location. Yeah, and then I've seen lately, I know they they're still have Waterfront Wednesdays. They moved it, though, down to the Big Four Bridge Park, I believe. 
uh, another good spot to tie up. There's a good crowd out there. Uh, the last one they did, I saw. Uh, so I was really glad to see that. I was glad to see more people out kind of doing those things. Yeah. And, you know. I will say, uh, <clears throat> speaking of the anchoring, there was a good thread on Boat Owners United in Louisville chapter back for Thunder Over Louisville. A, a few new boaters going out for Thunder Over Louisville for the first time. That was their big question is, how do I anchor? And there was quite a few great information from experienced boaters told them exactly what they need to watch for, exactly what they need, what they should do if it's their first time going with Thunder Over Louisville and anchoring out. Yeah, that's true. And usually Thunder Over Louisville, uh, you know, there's regardless of the weather, whether it's been, you know, the month before, there's always going to be a current. Yeah. I've only seen it twice in the past 20 years where there was not much current. So that's the biggest issue, Thunder Over Louisville, you know, mid-April, late April. you got to watch for the current and the water conditions. Uh, that's the biggest thing. I think this last year we had about perfect conditions for it, about good as I've seen in a long time. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't bad. There was a little bit of a current. I, I was at the Tumbleweed Docks, you know, tucked in safe and sound back behind Toyota Island, fortunately, but I did go out with, I went out with Doug on that scout that Yard saw okay. Marine Cells. Yeah. Uh, nice boat, by the way. Thank you. Wish I could afford it. I wish you could, too. <laughs> if I could, I'd go buy tomorrow. <laughs> you know, payments, on, you know, just you, use payments. You take a check? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll pay for it right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, but I did go out, and the, the current, the river was running a little bit, but it wasn't bad. So it was a good, weather was good, current wasn't bad. So it was a good throw over a little this year. It's not always that way, though. And, and you, you made a good point there. There's a couple places to dock, and I know we'll probably do another one of these, you know, around that time next year, maybe before it, to kind of really answer some questions. But, you know, that's one of our goals is to maybe do that next year, you know, weather permitting. Um, I know my wife's really looking forward to it. And there's a number of places to dock, though. I know they open up the downtown docks at Waterfront. It's usually like some kind of lottery system, though. And, yes. You know, I think they're a little bit, of, <clears throat> unfortunately, in some disrepair right now. But hopefully, uh, you know, through us doing this and your, your channel, we'll, we'll convince them maybe that there's a good community out there that wants to do it next year. There's, uh, I know, tying off on a line, They where do they stop you for that? So the picket, I'm sorry. Go, you no, you go ahead. I don't, yeah. I'm talking too much. But uh, the picket line usually starts right above the Big Four Bridge. Is that right? I think that's right, isn't it? Yes. Is that correct? Yes. It's been a while since I've been down yeah. there for Thunder. I've been in the business, so I, I think can't typical. Go. <laughs> I know, you're always working. That's all you do is work, William. <laughs> no, it. But we're thankful for it. Um, correct, Mike. The picket line is normally just upriver from the Big Four Walking Bridge, and they'll have, you know, a handful of big boats that are anchored, and they'll have signs, banners saying picket line, which means no boat outside of law enforcement can go downriver from that picket line. So that kind of gives people a heads up. You know what to expect yeah. and where to go, and then uh, you know one of the things we thought was just a great night, and I had not done this before either. Was uh, July Fourth? It was a Monday this year. Um, I know they you know do fireworks downtown, not to the extent that they do for for uh, Thunder, but had a good fireworks display. And there, like forty boats out on that Monday night. Um, it was a beautiful night, great time to be out there. Um, I think we'll do that again. You know, again weather permitting, that was a lot of fun. Uh, but again, just kind of glad to glad to see so many so many folks out. Um, you know, one of the things that uh, you know we're trying to do is just you know what's what what makes what's interesting to folks. What kind of content do they want to see? Um, you know, I think you guys have done a great job. I mean, just the sharing the information is what I think it's really about. Um, you know, as you think of folks that are starting to follow, you know, Boat Owners United, uh, what would you say? You know, like why should you get engaged with it? What 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 kind of things do you want people to post and ask about? I mean, we're tr- we're trying to create a fun group that can joke and laugh and share the memes, the boat memes, but also 
lot of great information. If someone has a mechanical problem or um, a question about the river or a question about boats, period, they can ask on there and get a mechanic or a captain or someone to answer back. Um, so, I think with the Boat Owners United, uh, I mean, I knew about this, you know, the Boat Owners United years ago. A lot of people did because it's a nationwide thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it's pretty cool now to have a Louisville chapter uh, because it's, it's a recognized brand, so to speak. Um, and to have a, a local chapter, you know, that's, I think it's pretty cool because people recognize it and they go, oh, yeah, I know this. We got a Louisville chapter. So it seems like it's kind of, you know, it's a kind of a brand type thing. So people will catch on to it and really start paying attention. And like he said, like Rob's, to Rob's point is, you know, it can be fun and also to educate people and to try to get more people engaged on the river. I mean, that's, that's our, all, that's all of our goal. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if we all get engaged, we'll have a lot of fun. Yep. And it's, it's family, it's, it's friends and it's the lifestyle that, that we enjoy if, if we stay in touch with each other. And to that point, running my own business, I saw my dad run his own business, William and everybody else, the river is the best networking thing I've ever seen in my life. Absolutely. It is is the best, and William and I have talked about that a hundred times, it is the best networking thing business-wise and friendship-wise I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah that Absolutely. Kinda, you know, reminds me of, you know, I, I could think of maybe one or two times I've been out on a, on a ramp somewhere and run into an issue and somebody wasn't there to help. And to me, that's one of the biggest things, you know, or at the, the dock or anything like that. You know, boaters, you know, like other boaters, sure, there's going to be times you may get a little disgruntled with somebody else out there. But, <laughs> um, you know, most of the time people are there, they're, they're willing to help because it could be them one day. Yep. And one of the things that I've thought has been really helpful with, you know, with, with, your, with your page and, and, you know, with what we're doing and what others is it just it, it makes boating more accessible and easier, maybe takes away some of those fears people have. Well, if this happens, what do I do? Yep. And now I think there's some good places out there to go ask that question. As we've seen, people are going to respond pretty quickly. And well, and with both mine and your experiences, Steve, um, I had fellow boaters. I was scared of the river. I had fellow boaters and fellow captains that I respect a lot step up and say, hey, um, you know, Mike went out on our 30-foot boat that we bought for the first time with me. He was there when I docked it for the first time. Um, I'm sure you had boaters. Well, William, William and I shared a similar experience. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so um, and other boaters step in and help you. So I think anybody new coming to the river, um, you would be welcome just as much as anybody else. Absolutely. Yeah. And we're all willing to help. Yep. We want to. Yeah. You know, we, we've talked about this for a long time. You know, William and Ben and I, and I know you guys shared the same goal as you know, the more more people we can engage, the bigger the community, it really does, the better it gets for all of us. You know, it's one of those things. And, you know, at first I thought, well, you know, I mean, you know, do I want more boats out there and doing this? But the answer is <laughs> yes, most of the time, you know, because uh, <clears throat> that means more things come to town, more things are available for boaters on the river, and there's more for us to enjoy. You know, we talked to a uh, one of the more popular uh, restaurant said I talked to the owner there and you know I was always a little concerned well he probably may not want competition because he's got a good spot but he said no this is actually great because it mm-hmm. means you know the more people are out the more competition the more more potential customers I have out there so it gets yeah. a, a good thing absolutely you know I, and I think to to the point of what we're doing with both of our pages and the podcast since COVID obviously we all know that new boaters are coming out of the woodwork or they have been 
Uh, and so I think this podcast and our, our page is to educate and inform people is even more important now than it ever has been. Because there's been, I mean, think about how many, William, how many boats you've sold in the past, what, two years to potentially new boaters. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah, they need. So, or even if they're not new boaters, there's a lot more people on the water now. So then, you know, because we've seen a lot of new boaters out there. So this is important to kind education, of educate, especially training, on the river, because yeah. it's not a lake, you know. So I, I think it's important what we're, what we're attempting yeah. to do. But, you know, with that, too, even the lakes, they're, they're struggling because a lot of boaters have ended up on those lakes, and they're really busy. They're on top of each other. I mean, I've heard this. I've heard complaints about people trying to pull the rafts with the kids on the rafts, and on these lakes there's another boat right behind them, tailgating them. Mm-hmm. And I guess you can say that, tailgating mm-hmm. on the river. Um, Tra- but would it be trancing them? Transiting. You know, that could be a t-shirt. a new word. We can do it. Trancing them. We'll work on that, Mike. We'll work on We'll come with a t-shirt. But, you know, with the river, you can travel and you get so far away from everybody. If you want some quiet time, that's one thing nice about the river. Not to get off course here, no pun. But if you do, you like that, huh? Uh, if you get up around the bend and you get away from other boaters, you can go and and have fun with your children, family, without being so compacted with other boaters. Yeah, that's very and, true. And yeah. you're absolutely correct. Uh, I've got a good friend that boats on the river. He, they love to tube and ski, and they put in up at Westport. And they stay up river. I, I never see them out on river, even though we're good friends, because uh-huh. they stay up there. And I don't, I don't go up there that much. But yeah, so I mean, you can. There's places where you can go and whatever you want to do, as far as boating. Well, and, and you know, I'd finish that with say it's available on the river and mm-hmm. in our pool. Yes. Um, you've got everything from rafting up in the cove with many of your your good friends at <laughs> two different coves. You've got the downtown area, which is just you know kind of fun to go cruise sometime in a different view of the city. Restaurants to pull up to, but once you get up really above Westport and area, I mean it's like a lake up there between mm-hmm. there and almost Madison. It's it pretty rural. It's pretty. The, I mean it doesn't look like anything like it lo- does downtown. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's pretty calm up that way. And actually, that's you know that's a very beautiful part of the river. It really, absolutely, is. especially yeah. in the fall. Oh if yeah. You, if yeah. You, you go up there in the fall when the tr- trees are turning colors. That's one thing that you will fall in love with the river real quick if you take a boat ride up that way in the fall. Well, well that's a good point there for the reason, you know, I, we do a lot of boating on uh, Nolan River Lake as well and have for years. And I love it and we'll still do it. But, I mean, your season there is really, you know, once they refill the lake in, in April and then October 15th, they're pulling the plug on it. So, you know, you still got two and a half months of boating season up here or more. I mean, I think we've been, you know, last year, I think we came out until almost Christmas. Uh, yeah. We were out right. the day after Christmas. <laughs> yeah. I didn't winterize my boat at all, but, well, because I live on it. But I, I I was able to take my boat out at least once every month except for February, and the weather was decent, but the marina froze over, so I couldn't get out of the marina, or I would have been out February. Be chipping bottom paint. I know. That's okay, because I'm pulling it out down to your place tomorrow. To, okay. To you want it. me to paint I mean, if you don't mind, just a, just a good service. <laughs> give me a, give yeah. me a friendly discount. Yeah. How about that? Absolutely sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know, guys, we've enjoyed this tonight. And, uh, I mean, before we wrap up, I'll just you know anything else you want to do to you know kind of talk about Boat Runners United uh, Louisville chapter. You know, kind of things you have coming up or anything like that. You want to highlight? Um, I'm I'm currently putting together a couple contests, uh, working with ideals on contests and what to give away um, to get more people engaged. 
So uh, I'm looking forward to that. Um, I am talking to the owner of Boat Owners United, the mother chapter. He works for Liberts, and working with him on getting stuff from them and tailor-made to give away and stuff like okay, that. Okay, great. So we'll working together. Mike, anything? Uh, no, I think he's pretty much got it wrapped up there. I would just say, you know, just kind of keep following the page and, you know, Boating 502 and Boat Owners United and just if you have, if anybody has any questions about anything, don't be scared to ask. Just reach out to someone, one of the pages, any of us, and, you know, we'll be friendly about it and hope we'll help you out. Sounds good. And uh, William, with Musco Boating, it's probably about time for another newsletter. You got any... Uh, yes, I need to uh, ramp up? that up a little bit. I've got some people working on that right now. <laughs> um, they've kind of fallen behind a little bit because of work. And but I do need to step that up a little bit. I'll, we've got one coming out probably within a week. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know any new boat drinks to make because I haven't got I a news. I am so sorry about that. But I I got something coming up soon. Uh, everything's going to have an Albanian flair to it. Oh, there you go. Yes, because I know someone that is is into. She's Albanian and she has got some history and some education <coughs> in uh, open sea and navigation and maritime management. Ooh, looking so, forward to that. Have to have I am too. On the show sometime. Yeah, I think we should. Uh, yeah, I agree. Yes. Well, guys, we appreciate it. Let's do this again sometime. I think it was a lot of fun. I think we could uh, could talk for a long time about the river and what we like about it. Uh, but you know, I think one thing I'd really love to do is get together again and talk through some, you know, maybe some specific stuff. You know, like a, like the you know something to to do before Thunder next year would be awesome. Some like fall. I think you know we had a good conversation before this as we were chatting about uh, you know what it's like going through the locks at uh, up at you know maybe up at McAlpin or uh, or downtown. I think I'd love to do a, a show on that at some point because that's something to me I've always wanted to do, but I've been a little hesitant. Uh, but uh, yeah, love to learn more. I know at least a couple of you guys have done it probably once or twice. A couple times. I've yeah. through a few locks. <laughs> yeah, just a couple. <laughs> yeah. But uh, enjoyed it. Rob Profiter, Mike Swicegood with Boat Owners United Louisville Chapter. Thanks for joining the show, and uh, we'll catch you guys the next time. Thanks for having us. Thank you all. Thank you for having us. Boat 502 and the Cruising the Ohio River podcast are productions of RunSwitch PR and the Bluegrass Media Lab, Kentucky's premier digital production studio.